You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we bring you our ongoing coverage of Third Watch, the greatest television show to ever be a television show. As we now get to our conclusion episode for the season, season two, the recap episode, where we go over the best, the worst, everything else in the middle of season two and uh, give some viewpoints and obviously come up with our top five for the season and uh, everything else in between. I'm very much looking forward to this one and especially because we've got a bit of a special lineup, I guess, in many ways for this one. Let's start off by introducing ourselves by saying, my name is Ben and I haven't addressed, arrested a hairstyle like that since Michael Jackson was black. <laughs> And you know who it is, Brandy again, and happy to be back. (laughs) And by now you should know who this is, but those of you who are just tuning in for the very first time, my name's Darvell, and you want me to knock you on your ass right now and show you? Nice. <laughs> it's uh, it's exciting to be here because uh, for those who listen to us and maybe think that, uh, I don't know, Darvell and Brandy hate each other. Maybe, you know, Darvell was just Brandy putting on a masculine voice. Maybe Brandy was just Darvell <laughs> putting on a feminine voice. I don't know. Maybe there was conspiracy theories out there that these two people were just kind of in my... Maybe I did impersonations of these people. I don't know. But here we go, folks. <laughs> Evidence that these two people are existing at the same time. And that Darvell and Brandy like each other, even though they just kind of sort of met properly for the first time about 10 minutes ago. But um, I'm glad to have you both ben, on you an know, episode. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Ben? I'd actually like to hear you try to do an impersonation of myself and Brandy right now. No, no. <laughs> I, I think that you Oh, come don't. on, man. You put that in the... Oh, come on, man. man. Come you put on, that man. in the thing. There we go. That's about as much as I go. Um. Pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah, it's no Sully, a uh, la you, but... Um, <laughs> What a season. I mean, Thank just. You, ben. It's very much appreciated. <laughs> Cheers, Skip. Uh, reply to me on Twitter. That would be nice. Um, but yeah, I'd like, um, I like. I remember at the end of last season uh, just talking about how excited I was to get to this season. And um, I mean, just words cannot express how much I love season two of Third Watch. And I, I, it's one of the best TV, complete TV series, I think, in the history of television. So overlooked by so many people. Uh, I mean, just to kind of give a comparison, or sort of, not really a comparison, but just sort of a, a general consensus of how much I love this season. I bought 20 of the 22 episodes of this season, and even the two rentits, I would still put higher than a lot of what we've got to follow of this season. I mean, I would argue, you know, the majority of this season is going to fit in the, the top 50 episodes in the history of this show when it comes to ranking all these episodes. And even with you two combined, uh, you two, of course, uh, through all your ratings this season, only rented two episodes uh, and bought the rest. So it's kind of... And they weren't all the same episodes. I mean, we, uh, Darvell, you and I both rented History. But uh, other than that, uh, I bought Kim's Hope Chest. You rented that one, Darvell. And the rest uh, all bought. Brandy, your four that you appeared on, you bought all of those ones. So I think kind of we're all sort of on the same page here that this is just such an amazing season. I mean, I'll start with you, Brandy. Obviously, you know, you kind of weren't with us for a majority of these episodes. You did sort of watch some of these sort of through this watch, but obviously didn't kind of rewatch these as much as long on the way as kind of we did. But, I mean... Season two, wow! Just what a what a great season. It is, it is. I mean, I'm not. I'm a little sad I didn't get to like like watch every episode because I love it so much. But I'm so happy that Darvell has actually joined us and he's able to like give his perspective, so we have different perspectives on the season. But I mean, it's a great season. I I, I love the humor in this this season. I feel like it's gone on, a, on a, uh, like another level. 
for sure. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I think I think yeah. it kind of when it comes to a lot yeah. of it too is the balancing of the humor and the seriousness, and because we get some deep shit this season, and we also get some just hilarious shit this season. So, I mean, Darvell, you you're obviously here for you know a large portion of this too, uh, the most part of it. I mean, season two, how good? Yeah. Oh, man, fantastic season, fantastic. You know, I kind of I kind of agree with your assessment that if you were to show someone third watch then this would be maybe the the season the season to show them or at least some episodes from the season to show them i think if i had to pick a well never mind we'll get to that later i was going to start on what some what some of my favorite episodes were but i remembered okay we'll get to that later <laughs> well like i i, I have honest, this habit of jumping ahead of myself. it's fine darvel it's fine it couldn't be as bad as like when we obviously like what in the last couple of episodes of this season you know claim that Bosco, the pedophile moment, came an episode uh, earlier than it actually did. But, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly, if I was to get anybody to start watching this show, which I think if you're listening to this right now and never watched it, then you should, uh, I'd probably give them season two to watch over season one. And I'm not taking away from season one. I just think that season two, to me, gets you to like this show more. Whereas, like, I'm not saying season one doesn't. Um, I just feel that season two, just in terms of just the, the character nature of this, and obviously because they're so character-centric, that for the most part, you know, what, 75, 80% of these episodes are based solely around one character. Um, I think they're kind of like, to me, that just it just sells you more on this show, that you can then go back and watch season one uh, and obviously get a lot better Bobby. Um, and, you know, I mean, that's kind of... Just sort a of, lot more Bobby. Yeah, you know, a lot more Dana, um, and, you know, a bit more Morales and, you know, kind of things along those ways. Like, I think there's just stuff that that kind of would work in some sort of weird um, way of watching this show. Um, yeah. And I remember, like, I think I sort of mentioned uh, throughout this that an ex-girlfriend of mine who sort of uh, watched some of these episodes with me and she really weirdly wanted to ship Yokus uh, and Sully as a couple, which I'm still kind of weirded out about. But, like, I think she watched some of this with me and didn't ever watch season one and she kind of was enjoying what she was seeing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel that this is a... Look, we're covering Lost and Nip Tuck alongside Third Watch, and I, I definitely feel that each of those shows that we're covering, each has six seasons, and, I mean, at least at the time of recording this, um, and not necessarily the time of releasing these, uh, I haven't had more of a complete season than I have with Third Watch. I mean, you know, Nip Tuck, you know, I, I sort of was similar to Third Watch, that after two seasons that I'd only binned one episode, um... But there are a lot more rentits when it came to Nip Tuck. And also, like, season two of Nip Tuck is amazing. Uh, absolutely. That is also an incredible season. But that had the bin in it, and that had a lot more rents in it. Whereas, you know, Lost, sort of at the time of this, the only complete season we've done, at least the time of recording this, is season one. I personally been one episode. There was a lot of buys in that episode uh, season, but that, again, was a much longer season. That was for 25 episodes, so you had a lot more there. In terms of, like, percentage-wise and completeness, out of all the shows that I'm personally involved in we're covering here on the Oz Network, I don't think there's going to be more a complete, perfect season than we're going to get a season two, like, moving forward of any of the three shows that we're covering. So, And even maybe in my fandom of any TV shows, I mean... I'm thinking of maybe season one or season five of 24 
could be up there in terms of a complete season with barely any oh, duds. Man. Maybe um, like a couple of the seasons of House of Cards, just thinking of a complete season where there's like no duds. First season of Homeland, maybe. I'm just thinking of an overall complete season where you really can think of no bad episodes. So, it would I mean, be awesome to do 24. Oh, absolutely. But um, I don't know. Brandy, I don't know, like, in terms of other shows that you watch. I mean, this is kind of an interesting question to sort of off the top of your head, I'm putting you on the spot here, but like out of some of your favorite shows and you're not allowed to mention Grey's Anatomy because no one's ever allowed to say that's a favorite show because it's bullshit. Um, <laughs> Fuck Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah, team ER, represent. Well, um, just for you, Grey's Anatomy. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> would, you, would, you, would you think of like a, an individual season of a TV show that, you know, and again, I'm not necessarily forcing this down both of your throats saying you must agree with me that season two is so perfect, but um, I don't know. I'm rambling here. You've missed this, Brandon. No, no, I would... Uh, no, I mean, there's nothing that beats Third Watch. I mean, I'm trying to eat, I'm trying to think. And I have a lot of favorite TV shows, but honestly, like, when it comes to Third Watch, all my all the seasons are my favorite. Every other show, there's, like, one season that's my favorite, and the other ones kind of suck, or, you know, but nah. There's I, no other one. Yes, I, mean, <laughs> I would I, say Third Watch. My third favorite watch. season for Third Watch, though, would be, I would say, like, around the... Around the time Sergeant Cruz and Monroe comes in. Those are like my, the third and fourth, fifth seasons definitely are my favorites in third watch. Interesting, interesting. Well, obviously, I think that'll get reflected in our rankings at the end. But, um, yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, I'm with you. Like, third watch is an ultimate favorite show. Like, I would, all six seasons together, I would watch over any other show in the history of TV because, again, it's my personal favorite show. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll obviously get to some of the later seasons with kind of if you look at them individually. Darvell, I mean, what yeah. about you when it comes to, like, some of your favourite TV shows and kind of comparing it to some standout seasons from some of your favourite TV shows? Well, 24, I'll throw out 24 right right now. I got into it um, at the start of its fifth season and then got caught up through uh, a combination of of reruns and buying the DVDs. For me, 24 is pretty solid throughout its first five seasons. And then six and a quarter. After seasons. That it, <laughs> yeah. After, after, after that, it just goes, it just goes off the rails. <laughs> so first five seasons of 24 epic. Yeah. Epic, epic, epic. Yeah. Have you seen 24 Brandy? I have not. Oh, you're uh, missing out. <laughs> I know I keep missing out on these shows that are talked about, like Blue Bloods, 24, and ER. I don't, yeah, just... Well, I wouldn't put Blue Bloods in the same conversation as 24, Third Watch, and ER, but, okay. I mean, it's, it's a yeah, solid show. It's a solid show. It's just not as good as these ones that we're talking about. Yeah, like, 24, I mean, I, I agree with you there, David. The first five seasons of 24, maybe some of the most complete five consecutive seasons in a row. Even three and four, which gets shit on. Even season two gets shit on. Um, I love season three. In season four, we get introduced to Audrey Raines, Kim Raver. So, um, yeah, I mean... Why do seasons three and four of 24 get, sh- get, shat- oh, get look, shit on? I mean, That's what I'm like. It's, we're kind of talking about 24 now, but like two kind of gets a lot of shit on with some of the stuff in it, but it's kind of, two to me is kind of like the forgotten one. People always just gel over that and give shit to three and four. Four, a lot of people did not like the whole Audrey Rain stuff and the Secretary Heller stuff, uh, and they kind of felt that it got a bit convoluted in bits. Um, and season three, they didn't necessarily like the whole, um, 
the 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 what do you call it the canister the gas um storyline but the Steven, weaponized virus Stephen saunders to me is my favorite villain in all eight seasons of uh 24 i fucking love that man he is just incredible so um anyway we're getting sidetracked that's 24 coming soon one day to the oz network um but obviously uh we are here talking about uh second season and generally we're kind of what we go with this point here is kind of the main plot lines in terms of you know what were the big things and i, I kind of think we sort of loosely i felt brandy mentioned this a bit in season one and that it's not necessarily a lot of ongoing i mean there is ongoing stuff of course we want to mention a few things here but when we obviously get to like i feel season three four five and six there's a lot more here that we can kind of talk about that stretch out a lot more episodes and as much as like season two is great it's kind of like if you i've kind of noted these down that there's not a whole lot of sort of overall ongoing storylines that kind of take up a large portion of this season with the exception of a couple which is because it's so character driven which i kind of find interesting that you know I'm not a huge, necessarily a fan of these shows that are kind of once a week episodes, you know, your, your stock standard cop show where it's like one crime after the other and let's move on and let's forget about this. They're not really connected. Um, but there's, I don't know, yeah. there's something different about this season. So uh, these are the main ones I've jotted down. And by all means, uh, uh, we'll get to you guys if you want to sing anything that I've forgotten. I think kind of the main one really that we might sort of uh, obviously have is I guess Bobby's death. I mean, the first time we've got a major character killed off, and I know this doesn't really happen till sort of the second half of the season, but I kind of think with Bobby's death, we get sort of a two-part episode with it. Then it's kind of obviously the ramifications that come for this. So Kim's reaction, her suicide attempt, you know, Jimmy's reaction to Kim, and obviously what's going to be affecting Joey. And, well, obviously that's going to play a, a big part into season three, kind of like Jimmy and Kim sort of and Joey in custody and all this sort of stuff. So, I mean, that to me is maybe arguably the main, main one. Um, I mean, obviously other ones are involved. Like, Jimmy gets a lot this season compared to last season where he barely got nothing. Uh, obviously, you know, the whole Jimmy getting married to Brooke and having sex with Linda and then the situation around Joe and then Jimmy trying to, like, change, which I guess moving forward, he technically does change. So, um, you know, I guess it kind of works for him. So that's kind of that. Um, obviously the introduction of Tatiana is a big deal. Um, you know, she becomes obviously a main person moving forward. So Tatiana and Sully is a main plot line this season. Um, you know, a few sort of little mini ones here in terms of like, you know, Yokus's pregnancy, which is kind of early on. And then that kind of connects into sort of trust and sort of, you know, around Fred and, and Bosco and more so Fred, obviously we get a bit around sort of Fred kicking Faith out and a few things like that, kind of a bit of a reverse scenario from the first season. Um, so there's, there's that, um, obviously we get some, uh, resolution to some relationships, blink and you miss it, Bosco and Nicole, thanks for no thanks, terribly handled, I don't like how that was handled, uh, but obviously Doc and Morales, I mean, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, Darvell, the fact that Morales is, Morales is only in like, I think like three or four episodes this season, they're all the Doc episodes, and, um, yeah, we obviously have that kind of concluded, um, and, yeah, I mean, kind of, it's just a lot of character quirks, which aren't really kind of like ongoing things, I just kind of think, you know, like, I'm not going to put Bobby Goes Nowhere. It's not really a storyline. It's just kind of just a thing. But the only other ones really I've kind of I've gotten here is, I guess, Faith's kind of questioning her life and stuff, which is a little of an ongoing thing. But I guess the two main ones, and they're not really plot lines. They're just kind of just separate episodes they did. And I just want to mention here, we had obviously our two tribute episodes. We had our, you know, our dedication to the cops episode and our dedication to the firefighters episode. So am I missing any main plot lines this season, kind of ongoing episode arcs here? I don't know if I've... Overlooked any main ones? Um, pretty much cover what I've seen so far this season. So I mean, yeah, 
No, Darvell, no. anything you can think and... of? And... <sighs> no. Well, ta- I kind of want to say Taylor's introduction and her struggle to integrate herself into the firehouse, but yeah. that's not really a major... I thought of that. I did, but I, I kind that's of think... That's a good one, though. Yeah, I, I, the reason I kind of excluded that, because I kind of think... I was going to bring Taylor Moore up here when we talk about the cast and the fact that she was obviously introduced. Like, I agree with you completely. I just feel that like her her father reference was a real passing reference, and kind of we 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 obviously discovered the gaping plot hole with her storyline, which came a few episodes prior to that. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I I would put that in a B plot line because kind of I feel they don't explore Taylor as much into a level that we won't get until next season, if you know what I mean. So yeah. I agree completely, and I just kind of felt I, I referenced that more a little bit when we get to the cast. And I mean, one thing that I definitely excluded, but as you bring up Taylor, is Taylor and Bobby's blossoming romance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, yeah, it only lasted like what five episodes? Not even that, like two and a quarter. Um, so uh, I, I also kind of think maybe also we probably should time when we're talking about like relationships and stuff like that. Like, I guess you, you tie this into the Jimmy Kim stuff is that early on, obviously we kind of had a bit of, you know, resolution to the Jimmy and Kim fact that they hooked up at the beginning, end of season two, uh, season one again, and kind of, you know, through Kim's hope chest and kind of her desperation wanting to get back with Jimmy and kind of just her character. And I guess resolution to her and Melanie, because, you know, I don't know. It's it's a minor one. I had to put that within the Taylor basket of kind of, it's a, it's a minor one. But, um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, I, again, listeners, if you're listening, we're missing some glaring ones here. There's going to be more of these, I feel, moving forward in terms of, like, ongoing storylines that obviously trope over more episodes. But, I mean, I think kind of some out of these ones, though, the ones that obviously are going to lead us into season three, because, I mean, I didn't even mention sort of like Yokus's health scare in the final episode because it, it is such a blink, and I think, Darvell, you and I covered that enough last week with that. So, I mean, like, obviously, out of those storylines, the ones that will lead into season three, obviously, Tatiana and Sully's going to continue. Um, you know, Kim's still affected by Bobby's death to an extent, but it's mainly more about Kim and Jimmy fighting over um, Joey. Uh, and obviously, uh, you know, Yokus's health becomes a bit of a thing moving forward as well, uh, sort of out of those. And Taylor, obviously, we get a bit of her sort of development as well. But um, moving now, when I guess, into the main cast, and this is obviously <coughs> the section where uh, each season we look at our main build cast who appear on the opening credits, uh, who is obviously our beloved nine, uh, joined by a tenth, and then removed one back to nine. So um, it's kind of, we start off with our nine that we started off with in season one. We had a 10th for about what, I think they're only on like the same opening credits of about two or three episodes, aren't they? Before we then get rid of one and we're back to nine. So uh, we obviously are talking about uh, Bosco, Jason Wiles. We've got Davis, Kobe Bell, Sully, Skip Suddeth, uh, Carlos, Anthony Rivervar, Jimmy, Eddie Cibrian, Bobby, Bobby Cannavale, Yokus, Molly Price, Kim, Kim, Zan- uh, Kim Raver, uh, Doc, Michael Beach, uh, and Amy Carlson Taylor. Uh, so they're our beloved nine slash ten. And I guess kind of here, I mean, we don't really want to go over them all because, you know, obviously we've got a large, diverse cast here, but I'm going to, I won't chime in my opinions here until after I let you guys speak for once first. Um, give us maybe some of your highlights. I'll start with you, Darvell. Highlights of some of these ones. Who, is, who are your standouts out of our main 10 this season and who maybe did you feel had a weaker season compared to the first one? Well, of course, we know Bobby definitely had a weaker season <laughs> compared to the first because hashtag Bobby goes nowhere. Um, <laughs> But 
honestly, Taylor kind of honestly Taylor kind of stood out to me, but in a good way because it was nice to see um, it was nice to see a woman enter. I mean, of course, we know that we know that there are female police officers, but there aren't very many female firefighters, and it was nice to see a woman step into those shoes, so mm-hmm. to speak. Even if we didn't get to really see a lot of her as a firefighter this season, it was still nice to see her in those in those few moments. Yeah. Did you have any other standouts like besides that? I mean, you can have a couple if you want to, by yeah. all means. Um, uh, let me think here. Another standout. Uh, man. You know, I'll have to think on that. Okay. We'll, we'll have to think we'll, on another standout. We'll come back to you. Uh, I mean, obviously, Brandy, as we sort of mentioned, you kind of were only with us for four of these episodes and didn't necessarily watch all of these along the way. But, um, I mean, do you have sort of anyone that you kind of think stood out this season or maybe some lesser lights compared to the first season? Honestly, that's hard to answer because I haven't seen the whole season. I'm not sure who has a, a strong one this season. I know Jimmy was pretty strong this season, I felt like. Just, be, just from what I've seen the episodes, I have seen... I know his story, like you said, there was a lot more to do with him this season than last season. He wasn't just a hot body on the set. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, uh, it's hard to answer that. I wish I could. Well, I think I think kind of that's a good point you made with Jimmy. I think compared to the first season, Jimmy becomes a bit of a standout just compared that he kind of really had nothing to do in the first season, with the exception of a couple of episodes. And all randomly, he's addicted to gambling. All that went nowhere. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, like I mean, this well, season, you know, he had two very strong solo episodes. Uh, obviously, um, with with Honor and um, Jimmy's Mountain. Um, and kind of just even some of the stuff in between, like I, I the storyline with him and kind of Joe and like, yeah, we were kind of ragging on him all season that he was a douche and he just got to own up to his actions. But I guess at the end of the day, he kind of does and he kind of does change. So, um, yeah, I, I think strong props to Jimmy and Eddie Sibri in this season for just kind of being a bit different and actually having some stuff to do and kind of, again, that will tie in a lot more to next season with a lot of stuff that will happen with sort of him and Kim and even sort of Jimmy and the 9-11 stuff as well. So absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you, Darvell. Bobby has to be the one there in terms of the lesser light. I mean, it, it, obviously he leaves um, the show and again, kind of, we don't necessarily know at what point he knew he was leaving, whether he knew from the beginning of this season or whatever. But like, yeah, I mean, they just did nothing Didn't with he- Bobby this season. Didn't he ask? Didn't Bobby Cannavale ask to be written out? He did. He did. But I, I, what I'm saying is, I don't know at what point. Like, did he know pre season two? Write me out this season, or did he get like the dirty kid storyline? This is shit. Write me out. Um, <laughs> like, probably we all would. Um, but yeah, I mean, like he had like he, Bobby had some great stuff in his final two episodes, and we talked about that. Oh like, yeah. You know, does Bobby Cannavale get pissed off that you give him some great stuff to work with in these final two episodes? But um. What did Bobby do this season? He kissed Taylor. Davis vomited in his car. That was cool. Um, you know, he killed someone. Um, he washed a dirty kid. Um, like, got, Bobby's... Shot through, got shot straight through his heart. Well, clearly. But, um, you know, outside of that, he didn't do anything. Um, but like, I, I've got to, I've got to say to me, it's, it's Jokas. It's, it's Molly Price. Uh, I mean, I, I said early this season to me, the overall star of third watch and just through her three solo episodes. I mean, this is a difficult thing with this season to say who's the standouts because 
everyone's a standout in their own episode. I think that kind of we can all agree that everybody's individual episode, they're a standout. Even like Bosco, Jason Wiles, who like he gets his narrated episodes, but you would argue they're not fully, fully Bosco episodes, if you know what I mean. Even Sully's are kind of not fully, fully Sully. They're not to the extent of what Yokus's episodes are, Doc's, Carlos's, you know, Jimmy's, Kim's, like they're not to that level. Um, but like Yokus's episodes, each three of them are just so, so memorable. They're so well acted. She's just so good. And just like, even throughout the ones that she's not in, like just, you know, a rock and a hard place and kind of just like other ones there along the way where, you know, like through acting and like the, com- the comedic timing of Molly Price as well is great. Just like her deadpan facial expressions when she's dropping comedic lines and just said, roll like, just such a star, and, like, she's so good. And, I, I mean, I probably can say off the top of my head that, to me, she's probably the star of season six as well. Um, I mean, that's not really Absolutely. That, it's not really that hard to become the star of season six. I think one of the extras in episode seven was probably the star as well, but um, I'm being mean on season six. Um, but <laughs> I know Cruz has got a good uh, good argument for being the star of season six too, Brandy. I, I'm just kind of loosely thinking off the top of my head right now. But, yeah, Molly Price for me. But special notes, I want to say to... I I mean, Michael Beach had two strong episodes. One was sort of a medi- medi- mediocre episode. Uh, but, you know, we know uh, um, he's a great actor. So, you know, he, he had props there. Uh, Kim Raver, definitely, you know, Kim's Hope Chest was a great episode for her. Uh, despite the fact that I called her a goat when she was crying when Bobby died. She still ducked. The suicide attempt stuff was amazing. That sounds weird, me saying that, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Anthony Reeva, I mean, come on. Self Imports being Carlos, what an episode. Skip started. Your had some, favorite episode. Second favorite. After Hours <laughs> is my favorite. Uh, Skip started, like, through just the stuff with Tatiana alone, just kind of like, you know, his questioning so good. Jason, I mean, look, I'm always going to be propping on Jason Wiles just because I love the boss go to death, but, you know, like, he kind of doesn't have the meatier stuff that he will have coming moving forward, especially season three. He's got some really good stuff. But just like, we've talked so much oh, about yeah. his ability to be kind of the douchey cop that he is, but you still love the guy. And just his comedic timing and just so much great Bosco stuff this season, even though he <laughs> technically doesn't get it. I mean, just even kind of looking through here that we're sort of, you know, the one that we're sort of loosely really not mentioning, like Kobe Bell. I mean, he only gets a one episode, but the ties that bind is such a great episode and kind of... If you kind of analyse on this on an arc, Kobe Bell kind of doesn't really get a whole lot to do this season with a lot of things, does he? But when we get him, like, great times of mind. He does. He's fucking hilarious in After Hours when he's drunk. Um, <laughs> and just, like, yeah, I mean... That's it's kind, it's kind of weird. Ne- <laughs> it's kind of weird to just think of, like, you know, how little Kobe Bellness we get. He's, Kobe Bell's kind of like with Jason Wiles this season, like... You kind of analyse it. You don't get a whole lot technically, but you don't really care because when we do get stuff with them, they're brilliant. So, yeah. Anyway, there's my little rant. Um, Darvell, <laughs> did you come up with anyone else off my off the back of me saying stuff there? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately. And I, I didn't. I did not mention Amy Carlson in that conversation, and Taylor as well, of course. Like, yeah, I agree with you, Darvell. Like, it's interesting with Taylor. I feel we get better stuff with her to come, and like. They kind of, you know, she's a beginner character. We're sort of learning her along the way. But as I keep saying with her, I never liked her the first time I ever watched her, but I've always come to appreciate her character more. And I did this time around as well, watching this season. So, yeah, look forward to a lot of stuff with Taylor moving forward, particularly early on in season three with the 9-11 storylines. Oh, yes, Um absolutely. So, side characters. I mean, I guess we kind of go over, like, I guess our main sort of side Lieutenant people Johnson. here. 
Yeah, like it's kind of just, and we'll obviously bring in the conversation here some one-off actors as well. But um, yeah, obviously this season we we get introduced to Swirsky. Swirsky joins the fray, so uh, Joe Lisi comes on board. I mean, we've always got to put the conversation of DK and Walsh. Uh, you know, they're there, mm-hmm. so obviously, obviously Fred, Chris Bauer. I mean, he's still not officially credited as a main cast member yet, but you've got to mention him, of course, um, here along the way. I'm going to throw Nurse Mary in there just because she starts off this season. She replaces Dana eventually, so. You know, Mary's up there. You mentioned it, Darvell, Lieutenant Johnson. We get him, of course, along the way. Um, I'm going to obviously mention uh, <laughs> Dana um, just because we kind of have to. Uh, Tatiana, of course, big one this season. Morales, uh, she's in this season. I'm going to put Rose Boscarelli in there just because even if she's in, like, one episode, she's there. I'm going to throw Joey Doherty in the conversation just because we get Demon a child. demon child along the way. Um yeah, Joe, of course, in the firehouse. We want to mention Joe. Uh, he's there. I mean, I guess we can kind of throw in Maggie Davis. She's in one episode, and she's kind of a, a recurring character. Of course, we've got to mention Brooke, beloved Evil Aru. Um, you know, she's there. Sergeant Christopher, I guess we're going to throw him in the conversation. We can probably Douche add... Bag. We can add um, Kim's mum in there. Um, she's sort of there. Um, do, do we add... Paulie, even though he's kind of maybe a one-off character because it's over two. I'm going to put him in the one-off characters. I won't put him in the, the repairing. Yeah. yeah, more of a one-off. Um, I mean, Nicole, technically, <clears throat> she's only in one episode, but we kind of get the conclusion of Nicole, so I guess there. Um, Dr. Montville, I'm just going to put him there because he's kind of memorable enough um, that you can kind of remember him. Um, I think, I'll, I mean, one. Oh, no, they're more in the one-off characters, Yokus' parents, never mind. Um, yeah, I'm throwing a lot out there, but... Um, I don't know. Let's start with you, Brandy, this time around. Do you, have, do you have anyone sort of here that stands out for you amongst those people that I've kind of mentioned along there? Um, this season, just Brooke. I mean... Oh, the <laughs> Well, yeah, because, like, half the... I don't... I've only been in for episodes, so I can't... I don't know who was on this season. I can't remember exactly, but Brooke, for sure. Uh, we all love... I love Brooke. I love Brooke, you too. Know, Fuck you, Jimmy. Um, and it was... <laughs> Again, she was a big part of Jimmy's storyline, so there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Davel, any one of those that kind of stand out for you? Or and also, like, by all means, give some lesser lights. I mean, we know Dane is on those me, lesser lights, but... Yeah, me, <laughs> I've always... I was always a big fan of Lieutenant Johnson. I mm-hmm. wish they had used him more. And, by the way, I wonder why they never reveal... I wonder why they never re- reveal his first name. Yeah. Just a random thing I'm throwing out there. I'd love to know what the character's first name was. John. <laughs> John Johnson. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know that for sure. I just, it, you know, I'd well, say so Dick, Dick Johnson, but he's a famous race car driver in Australia, so it's not Dick Johnson. But And Dick Johnson sounds a bit rude, but anyway. It does. <laughs> it really does. I mean, I like him because, I mean, he's... He's very, he's kind of like Swirsky in a way. Fair, fair you know, lo- loves his loves his coworkers, or rather, loves the people that work under him. But he's also not afraid to step in and and put them and and get them back in line when they need to be. Yeah, you know, absolutely agree, completely agree. And I really you. wish they could have used him more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I think we mentioned this when he first got brought in the show. I I, I love the fact that. 
they and same with Swirsky. Like just I love the kind of the respect they give these guys and the fact that, you know, we technically sort of get an episode named after uh Lieutenant Johnson. Uh and then like just with Swirsky, how they kind of retcon him into the the closing scene of the final episode as well. So I like how they kind of respect these side people in this show, like uh, and it's kind of like, as we mentioned with um, with Joe Lisi, with Swirsky, is that, you know, he is the, the most frequent guest in this show in terms of somebody who's never appeared on the opening credits. You know, he's in a total of 70 episodes of this show. So, um, you know, he's definitely huge, huge person to be in this. Um, so, yeah, I completely agree with you, Darvill. I, I love Johnson as well. Uh, you know, he's just... He's kind of like the like the boss we all want, you know what I mean? Like he, he can be tough when he needs to be, but like he's a type of guy that come into my office and have a chat, and even if he's going yeah. off at you, you you just want to chat with yeah. the the Lou, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely yeah. agree. I'm yeah, gonna love, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna put. To... Sorry, you go, please go. Sorry, I interrupted. I was you. gonna say yeah, yeah, I'd love to kick back and you know have a beer with him or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, learn about his time on Third Watch. Yeah, exactly. If you're listening there, Joe. Uh, Michael Dol- Dol- I can never say his name. Was it Joe Dol- John I- Michael Bolger? I know there was a Bolger and a Joe or John, whatever. Anyway, uh, I <laughs> big fans of Third Watch here. Clearly, um, I'm gonna single single out uh, Savannah Husk, Tatiana. I mean, just the fact that we get her in this season. I mean, again, similar to sort of I guess with Taylor, but like we get a little bit more of her coming forward in terms of like what she has to deal with and stuff like that, but. I just love this woman. I love Tatiana. I love Savannah Husk. And she's just such a, an underrated actor. We keep saying that in the show. Like, for somebody who, you know, has his accent and kind of a lot of people are quick to jump down people with accents, like, oh, they're a bad actor. But, like, if you actually just listen and the, the stuff she's dealing with, the lines and the writing that she's got, like, it's it's very well crafted for, for her. And I, I just, I love the way she handles it. So, definitely props to her. I mean, props to Lisa Vidal. I know we don't get much Morales this season, but when we do get her, she's always good. We, I mean, I know, Brandy, you and I talked about that last season that Lisa Vidal is just so good um but you know I props to her and I, I again I think you and I talked about this a couple of episodes ago Darvell that Chris Bauer I feel doesn't get as much love as he should I mean Chris Bauer's a great actor so uh you know props there obviously to to Fred um lesser lights Dana enough said uh and of course I'm gonna say Brooke uh, I love Evil Review Evil LaRue as well um love that woman um now, one-timers. Now, again, we've got so many here to get through, but I just want to put out a couple ones here. And I know, Brandy, you and I obviously had that random guy. Um, the, the the Remember we mentioned it in the episode we did uh, with the guy with the milk when he's like, hey, get your hands off of me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when it's like, uh, you, I remember you wanted to mention him. So, yeah, he's just – I can't remember his name, but, like, you know, he's not up there with some of these <laughs> other ones we're about to point out. But, like, yeah, I mean, Paulie, obviously, you've got to put in <laughs> – <laughs> Ask me it. nicely. No problem, officer. Um, obviously, Paulie, I mean, the guy kills Bobby. Fuck you. But, like, I mean, you know, we went over kind of just how good as a, of an actor he was and, uh, you know, just how believable he was. Kirk Acevedo, I can never say his name properly. Um, got to put a special note out today. Obviously, Mia Farrow, uh, you know, Yokus's mum. Uh, you know, when you've got someone like Mia Farrow in your goddamn show, you've got to kind of put them out there as a prominent enough actor that they deserve their credit. And again, I think we discussed that about how one of the biggest names to ever appear in Third Watch. Um, I mean, special note here, Darvell, you and I a couple of weeks ago, obviously, with, um, oh God, I've forgotten his name now. Um, the dude on the car. Um, Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows, thank you. Yeah, just a special note for sort of someone who kind of went on to, to other things as well. Um, Bobby's <laughs> mum, even though they recast her, like she was kind of cool um, sort of in that. 
Um, Jack Klugman. Jack Klugman. Jack Klugman. Jack um, Jack Klugman. He played Sully's friend in uh, Run of the Mill. Okay. The one who. Oh gosh, I can't remember the role. <sighs> the one who played the one who I guess played. What was it? He was a, he was a Santa Claus or something and delivered presents every year. But because he died at oh, his house, oh, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, you know, Brandon, you know, we're not talking about guy, that. Absolutely, the guy, the guy with the yeah, the guy with the voice. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, how? So glad you're here, Darvell. How did we? Yeah, absolutely. We Brandon, Brandon and I were so high of praise of him. Absolutely. Yeah, we were. Um, I was yeah, kind of blanking and, for a moment. I'm like, who are you talking about? I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah, um, I mean, if if I had launched right into an impersonation of him, you probably <laughs> would have recognized it. Um, 100% agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, R.I.P. Jack Klugman. Yeah, uh, we. I think we've got to mention um that NFL player that uh, was in honor. Uh, Brandy was his, that guy's name. You remember? Um. Um, yeah, no, uh, I feel like his first name was Tony. I don't yeah. know why I thought his first name was Tony. Before my time, that was John. But, or John or well, something. Well, I'll find it in a second. But like, we, I think Brandon and I both we agreed in that episode that I mean, for somebody who's an NFL player, not an actor, he's actually a pretty decent actor. Uh, oh yeah, Jason Seahorn. <laughs> Jay- no one was close. Jason Seahorn. Uh, oh so. man. I- <laughs> Yeah, I loved his. I loved his line when he pulled up to the when he pulled up to the five five. You know, when they were coming back from from fighting a fire. I was. I actually. I was actually. I actually just remembered the quote. But or should I save it? Uh, I mean, it's up to you. <laughs> okay. Hey, we're trying to be nice here, guys. We brought a few things. We've got some Ben Gay for those old broken bodies. Box of tissues for the tears. And a telescope for you to watch us as we get further and further down the field. <laughs> and that's where he says something like, "Oh, do you use that to find your Johnson?" Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's right. I would, love, right. To, uh, I would have loved to have played in that football game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bet you would have. Um, and, and does it? Is it? Isn't he the one who waves his finger in Taylor's face and then she just knocks and she just lays him out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, actually no, that's another guy. No, that's not that's a different guy. It's a bald, weird looking brutish guy. But um same game though. But um yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean one uh, I wanna kinda point out she was um more in two episodes, but uh uh Jenica, the the hot gothic guy that Car- the girl that Carlos uh obviously gets with, uh that we kind of get a little bit I like her, uh Dagmara Dominic, uh if I say her name correctly. And a uh, special note to Sully's mum. She's kind of nice and sweet. Even though it's a sad storyline, you know, I have nothing against Sully's mum. Um, and Holly, we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Yokus's friend there, they kind of quit acting after she got um, rejected by Yokus at the bar. Um, so, <laughs> in the same way that PJ Morrison uh, hasn't acted in much since she was recast. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because she was so hurt by getting fired that she decided <laughs> never to act again. Uh, one that I want to point out for maybe in the in the lesser character, like I mean, you know, Paulie should be in the like the 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 not good ones just because he killed Bobby. But I mean, acting wise, it was good. Um, I'm going to put out there for kind of ones that like eh, don't really care about. Screw you, uh, Beverly, uh, Doc's uh, friend from history. Uh, boo, Beverly. Um, so that's who I'm putting out there. Uh, I don't know if it, uh, there's a lot to go. I mean, we've got so many of these side little people that we can have. I mean, what's what was the name? Gina from Requiem from a Band of Weight and and uh, yes, Gina. Yeah, I mean, you know, cool. 
Um, but she's nice. Bobby fucked her and then dumped her. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, and, and um, not like not like that. But what about um, like um, uh, Davis's half sister that we discover? Who oh, I mean, she well, seems. I nice. forgot. I forgot her name. Yeah, me too. I want to say her name was Linda, but I know that isn't it. No, that's um, that's uh, Doc's wife, who that's... they rename in season six. Remember, she becomes from Deborah to yeah. Linda. Uh. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, I really Gwen, Gwen, yes, yes. Yep. I really, I really wish that on that episode specifically. I really wish that I understand it was a shock for Davis, but I really wish he had eventually come around to accepting her as his half sister because I, I, I would have liked to have seen her more. Yeah, well, going as, forward as, in the show, as we kind of uh, talked about in the episode, remember we never see her again. So, I mean, this might be a case yeah. of like, um, and again, we discussed this in our last episode, Darvell, and we probably do this a lot during season three, and we can do it some of this. I don't know, but like, this could be again a lost storyline that was going to be done again. Uh, season three had nine eleven not happened. Maybe they'd like penciled this down in like a little notebook of potential story ideas moving forward. Um, so yeah, I mean, it could be something they wanted to revisit, but nine eleven happened, and they just kind of got lost in the, along the way um with some other stuff that happened so you know again this is a question if we ever get john wells ed alan Bonero on the show we can always ask them the questions um and you know like this is kind of something we can definitely open up to the listeners as well theories out there so what could have happened season three had 9-11 not happened so because i mean we'll talk about this obviously during the season because there'll be definitely storylines which kind of are related to 9-11 that would not have happened had it not been for 9-11 and obviously, as we will discuss, that uh, clearly they would have filmed some stuff for a pilot episode of this season uh, before 9-11 happened. So, um, yeah, there's definitely some questions there that come around that. Um, so, I mean, we've kind of gone over those bits. Um, and I kind of think before we kind of get into the best and worst episodes, because that's going to be, I think, I feel a pretty short conversation. Uh, just, I mean, in terms of what worked and what didn't work this season, I mean, it's kind of, again, a shortish conversation. This obviously is a unique season in the fact that it's very character-centric, as I said, sort of pretty much the majority of these episodes are based solely around one character, something which I admitted, obviously, previously that I just didn't like the first time I watched it, but this is kind of a lot of the reason why I love this season so much. And, I mean, I just think that that works so well, and that's definitely in the what-the-work basket. In what doesn't work, I mean, there's really nothing I can kind of think of that doesn't work. I mean, you know... Um, yeah, I, trying to sympathise with Jimmy. They try to maybe go a little bit overboard with trying to sympathise with Jimmy's plight, which really, should we? Um, he and, did to himself. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think... And they also did very well in a lot of these episodes with balancing that line of the viewer's yes. perspective. You know, four days, you know, you're right in the middle here seeing both sides of the argument. Um, you know, Kim's hope chest, um, expose, uh, is it supposed to be, no, not exposing faith. Um, duh, 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 I've gone blank. Um, but, uh, what is the episode? No, know that, know thyself maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Know thyself. Thank right you. Thank you. You know, you're right. You're correct. I'm thinking of the second faith episode. Um, kind of that, that, I mean, know thyself and Kim's hope chest are very similar in the fact that you're kind of not meant to sympathize with both fo- uh, focus, uh, Yokus and <laughs> I'm doing it again, Darbo. Um, <laughs> you're not meant to, you're not meant to sympathize with these of our main females in those episodes, but you like, you kind of can in some aspects. So yeah, definitely did that. Well, balancing that out. Um, what they didn't do well, they didn't give us a Bobby funeral. There we go. That's what they didn't do well. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. That's, that's my, that's my only, that's my only complaint to no proper, uh, Bobby funeral. I mean, the closest we get is uh, 
only time by Enya at the end of that episode, and they're all just you know yeah. standing around reacting to Bobby's death. Yeah, Brandy, do you have any other thoughts in there? Or no, Bobby's. I feel like they should have done more with that as well. I think we both talked about that. Yeah, but... and also, also, I mean, might have... sorry, go ahead. No, I mean like with the candle of Kim and like. The song, I mean, that was good, but yeah, there should have been more. I mean, the only thing you get is the next episode, like when Carlos and all of them, and when they're just like, oh, we're going to take the things to his mom's house, and that's it. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And I also, I also definitely think that um, we should say in that, actually, that conversation of what they didn't do well, they didn't give Bobby anything <laughs> until he died. So, I mean, kind of, they they sort of, and, they, and I guess we should really put it, what they didn't do well, random dirty kids storyline they didn't what the hell was with dirty kid there we go that's um that's in the conversation <laughs> but didn't do well um and also random plot hole gaps which we we did notice a few little like a loose little touches of some lazy writing which will get a lot more moving forward but you know obviously the one that stands out to me most is kind of what they initially started with taylor the wife she became a firefighter and completely forgot why they said that because she did it because of a dad so um there's that but also and also one thing i say in terms of doing well and we already sort of touched on this some of the comedy in this season which i think is overlooked um and the oh, balancing yes. of the drama and the comedy how they did that so um yeah i mean a lot more that they did well in this season than they didn't do well and kind of i think moving forward uh we're gonna probably that category is going to be a little more balanced out and then obviously when we get to season six i feel it's going to be a lot more in the negative category rather than the positive so um yeah again that's yeah what definitely not a lot of comedy in that season I mean, we get um, a vampire storyline. That's kind of funny. <laughs> you know, Yokus has that face on her, that look on her face. Ooh, scary. Like, that's funny. <laughs> um, oh, no, there's a bit of comedy in that season. Carlos keeps hitting yeah. his head. Like, that's an ongoing joke. <laughs> um, anyway, so I we... I Best and worst episodes. I mean, look... Let's. I think we can start off with the worst, just because. And even then, as I mentioned, these to me aren't necessarily bad episodes of Third Watch. They're not going to be in the bottom twenty or the bottom thirty. They're just kind of you know average episodes. Uh, and that to me, of course, is History and Judy. They're the only two that I rented. And to me, it's just it just comes down to you know History was a bit of dirty kidness in terms of Doc's storyline and a little bit like it is completed. We get a bit of resolution with it, but it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Doc killed someone and. He's Beverly, and like, okay, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to like show him that he's not Mr. Perfect. He's got some issues in his past, but it's just never touched on again. It's just random. It's like, okay, here it is. Okay, thanks. Bye. Um, and then like Judy as well, obviously, just a bit with the whole, you know, Sully and his sort of dirty copness and kind of, I mean, I think it's more well done than history just because we get a little bit more of that moving forward with Sully. But, you know, obviously, Bobby and his whole like basically getting away with helping someone die. Um, when he's kind of caught red-handed at one point. So, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, to me, the two weakest of this season by far. Um, the best, well, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> After hours, uh, self-importance of being Carlos, exposing Faith, um, you know, run-of-the-mill, um, great episodes. Um, yeah, I mean, Requiem for a Band of Weight, Unfinished. I'd say Unfinished Business is the stronger of the two. Um, but, yeah, like, it's... You it's kind mine. It's, uh, well, you can still say it, like, by all means, just because I'm saying yeah. it, you can still definitely say it. I mean, even the opening, The Lost is a great episode, Faith, a fantastic episode, Four Days, what a powerful episode that is. I mean, I'm, like, legitimately, everyone I've bought is a candidate for, like, you know, a, a top 
50-40 episode. You know, Jimmy's Mountain, and I'm always tough on the Firefighters episodes, but Jimmy's Mountain and Honor, great episodes. Kim's Hope Chest, great episode. Ties of Pine, great. You know, uh, True Love, great episode. Rock and a Hard Place, amazing episode. Uh, you know, Walking Wounded is kind of maybe a lesser light of the bites, but it's still worth a buy. Uh, you know, Man Enough, wow, that hits you in the feels. And the finale, and Zeus wept. Like, you know, we talked about that last week about how such a strong finale that is. So the fact that I bought 20 of out of these 22 episodes, um, you know, yeah. But, I mean, if I had to, had yeah. to, had to, he's been going on his high horse again after hours. To me, it's the best episode of Third Watch ever. So, of course, that's going to be the standpoint for me, closely followed by Self-Importance of Ben Carlos. Again, my top two favourite episodes in the history of Third Watch are in this season. There might be more. When I eventually rank these, I might have the top five filled with season two episodes. I don't know. But, anyway, shut me up. Uh, Darvell, <laughs> over to you. <laughs> Okay, worst, epi- worst episodes, um, you probably remember I rented Kim's Hope Chest. You did, yes, you did. Um, just because, I mean, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good story. It, it was a good story. It's just that I just, don't, I just don't like when, I just don't like it when people, you know, continue to make the same decision make yeah make make the same decisions and expect different results you know what they say about that's what insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results and i mean i can understand you know kim wanting to work things out and all that but as i said from and i didn't allude to this but you know from personal experience with uh some people in my family and we all know someone who's like this people just cling on to something knowing that it's just going to fuck you up in the long run and yeah, I just don't really, I just don't really like to, see, I just don't really like to see people doing that. So yeah, that's I mean Kim's Hope Chest, good good acting, good story. It's just not one of my absolute favorites from the season. Mm-hmm. And my 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 favorite episode Damn. by far is um, I love Unfinished Business. Mm-hmm. That that would have to be my absolute favorite episode of the season because, I mean, we know all the stuff. First, first major character to die. It's a very intense thing. But what I like about that episode is Bobby in the afterlife or the dream sequence or the limbo between life and death, whatever you want to call it. I do like that he finally, in a way, it does appear as though he 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 makes peace with his father after hearing after hearing him out, after them getting to exchange their thoughts and feelings, it kind of reminded me of, um, personal note here, but that's okay, um, bit of backstory. Um, I grew up with a, with a dad, my dad was in some ways, I guess you could say kind of similar, kind of similar to Bobby's, um, well, my dad was a, was a very hard, very hard drug user, crack and alcohol. He, he was addicted to alcohol and crack. Um, it it was it could trust me. It's it's hell witnessing, you're witnessing a family members of yours struggling with that and watching how it affects them and ultimately how it affects you. And like Bobby, I held a grudge against I held a grudge against my dad for the longest time. But recently. Um, I I just called him up one day and and told him that you know I I I felt it was time for me to tell him I forgave him for 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 all that and 
it's been it's been a long it's been a long time coming. I mean, I'd wanted to do it for a while, but just could never think of the right time or the right words. And then when I finally plucked up the courage to reach out and let him know, it felt good to get that off my shoulders. We've actually been working on becoming closer since then. Mm, so, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I kind of, I, I know. I kind of deviated, but oh well. No, no, it's fine. No, I mean, no, that's, welcome to the Elves Network. We have some things in common. I mean, mm. I'm a yeah. Wow. It's, what? What, Brandy? Yeah, no, no. I'm a foster kid. So I mean, I was a foster kid and adopted. And my birth parents, my biological mother, was addicted to crack and stuff. And my biological father was selling drugs. And like, I forgive him, but we don't have that. We're not working on it because they're still kind of like in the same. I don't know. I would say selfish ways because they all like had kids but didn't take care of any of them. But no, it's just no. It's good to hear your story as well. You know, appreciate that you shared it with us. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's, I think there's always going to be some. This may sound like a contradiction to what I just said. I think there's always going to be some part of me that's never going to forget that. Absolutely. At the but at the same time. You know, I'm glad I took this step because the one thing I always said was that, especially after losing, especially after losing my uncle, one of my dad's brothers, and this is actually what motivated me to call him up and let him know that I forgave him. Is I always said that the one thing I would hate would be for him to, you know, God forbid, for him to die, and me living with the knowledge that I never even tried to do my part to exactly. to make to make amends with them. Yeah. Um, exactly. Well, I think it's it's good that like I think we've all definitely I mean I think a lot of am having conversations with both of you off air and kind of our personal connections to this show and we've all got things that definitely we can connect to and I mean I for sure have many things this season that I can personally relate to. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's good that we, like, this is again, a lot of the reason why this show gets so underrated, just the sort of the personal storylines a lot of people can connect to and done so well. Um, and yeah, I will say Darvel that, I mean, I agree in what you're saying in terms of with the, the sort of the dreamy sort of sequences with Bobby, which I know we talked about in those episodes that like, I'm not necessarily a fan of when they do that sometimes, but and third watch, it's kind of a weird show to kind of have this. It's not like with Nip Tuck, when we've been covering Nip Tuck, where fantasy sequences are a norm in Nip Tuck, where it's kind of like, it seems a bit weird in third watch to have it, but it's done well. So like, it's kind of like you can fit, it's, it's not done so cheesy and over the top. So, um, yeah, I mean, Brandy, I know you were only on four of these episodes, um, and you bought all four of the ones that you're on. You, of course, were on Know Thyself, Run of the Mill, Self-Importance of Being Carlos and Honor. Uh, but, I mean, do you, do you have any sort of thing to add in terms of those ones or any other ones that maybe you didn't sort of watch along in this rewatch and that you can at least remember at all? <laughs> oh, man. No. But, to be honest, I don't... I remember, like, some of the ones we watched, but I don't remember in detail. I think it's been a crazy month well what would you what would you say to to jump in there what would you say out of the four that you were on uh six that you're on sorry you're on six i apologize uh you're on the first two of course of this season as well so let me rephrase that so of the six that you were on you're on the lost faith know thyself run of the mill self-importance of being carlos and honor what what, what was your favorite out of those six that you were on with us the self-importance of carlos for sure good girl there we go high five I mean, that was out of all my yes. I mean, that's the one I was looking forward to. I mean, that's the one you can watch over and over again and still crack up about it. Yeah. You know, and also just 
And then I would say the next one would be Jimmy's episode as well. I believe it was Honor. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah, that one would be my like those two right there because they both like have this sentimental value to me. Like Carlos because he was a foster kid and like I get how he acts because I'm still working on not being heartless at times or like an asshole to people. <laughs> so I get Carlos, but um, are you? <laughs> Are you going around taking a survey asking people what compassion is? <laughs> you know what? I actually asked, I used to ask questions not like that, but I was like, am I really mean? Like, and they're like, you're mean. And I'm like, how? Like, I, don't know, I used to ask questions like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know, because I don't hug people. Like, I, used, I have to work on hugging people. Like, my college advisor was like, I'm so happy that you're, you're giving hugs now. Like, you're taking in people's feelings. And I was like, it's just hard. I don't know. <laughs> so, not like compassion, but. In different scenarios, yeah, I'm, like, working on it. And I've had to talk to people about, had these conversations about, yeah, being nicer and not so heartless and actually, really like... How do I become nicer? I don't know that. Um. I, <laughs> it's not it's not magic, Ben. Okay, well, one day it will happen. Um, well, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> and then Jimmy's episode as well, I love it because just the fact that the ending mes- message that he had about living the life that he does, you know, that... He wants to live because of what the firefighters went in for. I've lost some friends, and when you lose friends, like to like different, like to violence and certain things, you you look at life differently for sure, and you want to like live your best life because they're not here no more, you know. And you want to like live your best, just to like honor their memory, you know. Mm. Yeah. So that one was another episode that definitely touched me. Jimmy getting some love this episode. There we go, Eddie Cibrian, you dog, you. So, uh, we'll move our which I kind of like these last bits. These are my favourite parts of the episode. I mean, kind of, our first bit here where we rank the seasons, I mean, they're kind of, again, similar to what we have in season one. This really doesn't, I think, become sort of meaty and interesting, maybe, till you get about three or four seasons into a show. Because really, now, we've only got to choose between, you know, two spots. Um, I'm not even going to question this. You know what I'm going to do. Season two, to me, is the best season out of this. So, this is basically ranking the season. So, we're only at two seasons in. So, my ranking currently sits at number one, season two, number two, season one. So, that's my ranking. I'm not going to question that. Uh, Brandy, just quickly, we'll get to Darvell last because he's obviously going to... We don't know his thoughts overall on season one. We can get a bit of a general thought. But um, if you right now, Brandy, are to rank these in order out of two seasons, what is your number one season and what is your number two season? Ooh, season two than season one. Ah, same Just page. Because, Good girl. Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, season two because again, I feel like you get more in depth. And season one, I felt like it took a while for them to like find the momentum and build the, like our character story out. Like it was great, but like I noticed like when we did season one, the middle was more action paced and a little bit more in depth versus the beginning. Like the beginning episodes are a little bit more slower and a little bit more, like, introducing the characters, but season two is really, like, hit it. Like, they're comfortable now. Like, they're doing their thing, you know? Completely agree. Absolutely. Davel, now, obviously, we don't know uh, your yeah. thoughts on this, so uh, <laughs> give us your take. Okay, well, I actually... I actually like... Well, I like both the seasons, of course, but I'd have to put season one ahead of, ahead of, season, ahead of season two. You're fine. And... I mean, I love... Yeah, 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 whatevs. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) shoot me now, both of you. (laughs) Um, But anyway, (laughs) or bury me under a collapsing building or something. I don't know. (laughs) Demolition Derby reference. Um, But anyway, I'm more... I love character development, but I also love the, the action in Third Watch as well. And there was a lot more... There was more of that in in season one it got it it really got me 
really got me hooked when I watched season one for the first time because I was like, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm loving this action, but you know, I also love these characters and I want to know more about them. I hope they go more into it. And actually, Brandy, I would say, I'd say that the first half of season one was largely, you know, just action, 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 and it wasn't until the second half of season one that it really became more, a good more, point. more character driven. Mm, that's a very good point. You know. Hmm. There you go. Okay. I mean, because biggest, I think probably one of the biggest action sequences of season one was by far the, the, uh, probably the demolition derby episode. I know Ben, that's not. I know <laughs> that's the episode you binned. Yeah. But yeah, I. But I kind of <laughs> like. I kind of like that because although that one is all that one is largely action, it's also. I guess you could say it brings, in some respects, some of the things that you know the the firefighters and paramedics have to go through you really get to sh- you really get to see how it affects them you know having to decide who you can save mm. yeah that I had think... to ha- that had to affect all of them i think you make a great point there Darville, that i definitely would agree with you that season 1 had more action and i think it's it's not to take away from season 2 but if you watch a show for its action that um, comparing the first two seasons, yeah, season one, I mean, you know, you think about yeah. even just the opening few episodes, like when, you know, uh, Jerry gets shot and the chasing after that. And, you know, there's a lot more car chase. I mean, how many car chases do we have in season two? Like one, two? Um, I mean, there's, you know, lots of car chases. No, season, season one, we've obviously got like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, season one's definitely a lot more about the jobs than the characters. But even having said that, of course, we know how much it's about the characters. We want to talk about seasons which are around about the jobs and barely anything about character development. Hello, season five. Hello, season six. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's definitely, yeah, I agree 100%. That's a great point that action based alone, season one definitely had a lot more action pieces on it. Yep, although with that being said, I will say, and Ben, I'm pretty sure I've said this to you off air several times now, that was actually one of the big problems that Third Watch faced in its first season, and I think why it uh, it was another part of the reason why it didn't do so well in the ratings at first was because, I mean, I've read articles where, you know, critics reviewing the show and even fans, you know, they say, hey, we like the show, but there's just too much going on, and we don't know who's who or what they do or anything like that. And I, that's what drove them to do a more character-driven season with season two. I have to wonder, would it have done better? Would it have performed better had they focused on the characters rather than just the jobs from the get-go? If they had reverse the seasons. Yeah, like that's a, yeah, it's a good point. Because like, the one thing that I think we kind of touched on a few times in some of these episodes, and it kind of... I mean, you get it in glimpses in season one, but you kind of get a lot more of that ER sort of vibe in season two just based on the John Wells side of writing, if you know what I mean. Like, you get it in season one. I'm not saying you don't, but I think you and I mentioned a lot, Darvell, that you kind of feel that sort of ER connection between these characters. Like, and that's what ER made that so popular early on was these characters and just how they were and how well written it was and kind of just you following these characters. And again, I'm not saying early ER yeah. necessarily wasn't about the jobs as well, but like, you know, um, I'd agree with that. I think it would be, it'd be interesting to see. And I don't necessarily think to watch would have been a bigger show had they started season one off like season two. I mean, maybe it might have gotten more acting nods in terms of nominations and that because a lot of the time premiere seasons get a lot of the award recognition and then they sort of fade away. Um, so it might have been or... a few subtle little things here and there. But, um, yeah, but something, honestly, something. you've got to look at it too with season one that I guess 
in terms of the action, I guess they want to kind of sell it in a certain light as well. So um, get right. the viewers watching with the action. So, yeah. That's right. A very Something else that could have helped it last or, you know, what they could have done better with it. Don't jerk it around the fucking schedule so much. <laughs> I mean, it did. It was it was great. It did. Of course, we know it did very well when it premiered in ER's time slot. Oh, here's an interesting idea. What if they had kept it in ER's time slot and moved ER to another night? Well, we something we haven't really talked too much about with it, is it? But, I mean, just kind of looking here in terms of the history of when it was sort of broadcast, I mean, season two, three, and four all were stable. Uh, well, actually, hang on, I'll rephrase that. Uh, season two... Uh, was 10 p.m. on a Monday night, and then on three and four, I got moved an early, an hour earlier. Um, obviously, uh, season one, they started it on a Sunday, did they not? And then they moved it to a Monday. Um, whereas, like yeah. season two, three, and four, they all were on a Monday, uh, except when they moved an hour earlier. Five is when it started to move. So, like halfway through, I believe they moved it to a Friday, and Friday's yes. the, uh, the television night where shows go to die. So, um, sadly, actually. Actually, yeah. not so much these days, but... Yeah, well, it's, it's still considered slightly, but... Um, right. I remember, I mean, Australia-wise, I mean, for God's sakes, this show, just as I've always said, we didn't get the finale, I think, till like two, three years after it aired. So, I mean, and it was on at like midnight. So, you know, like, I mean, it was... Yeah. Yeah, it got dicked around so yeah. much here in Australia. But one thing I will say, when we get into September 10th, I, I want to talk about the promotion of that for in Australia, because it actually was promoted the shit out of here in Australia. Um, for that, so that's a difference for that, but we're, we're not quite there yet. We are now into, like, oh, arguably the best part of these recap episodes, uh, where we get to rank the top five moments of this season, so what happens here, if you're tuning in for the first time, basically, uh, between the three of us, we're going to come up with five moments we feel are the best, most iconic moments of this season, then we're going to get the five of them and rank them in order. Now, as I always want to sort of put a footnote with these, like, yeah, you're going to have seasons where you've kind of got your obvious ones. Like, I think we're all going to agree on the number one on this one. Like, kind of things like that. But then you also kind of like, we sometimes like to have a bit of a spread. Like, yeah, we want the big dramatic moments, the iconic moments that everyone remembers. But also, when you kind of run out of those, unless you've got five of those in a season, um, there are certain character moments that I feel are kind of iconic and certain things along the way. So there's going to be a few here that I've, I've put as potential nominees. And I know across the season we've said, oh, this could be a nominee, this could be a nominee. But... I've come up here with eight moments, um, which I think should be in the fray, and then uh, we'll open this discussion up. But one thing I've got to say, and I think we're all going to universally agree on this one, that one moment should be in there, and one moment will be number one. That is Bobby getting shot. Yes. Yes. Are we all in agreement to that? 100%? Yes. That's number one? Yes. And when I say, and you I also, got it. I will also reiterate that this is one continuous scene, so we're not going to kind of lump in sort of like connect it all together. So when I'm talking about this scene, I'm talking about the Bobby goes into the end of the apartment, you know, as Darvell, do yeah. it, give us how you're impersonation of Bobby! Bobby! Bobby, open the door, you son of a bitch! Thank you. So from that moment on, till he gets shot, to the fade out, and I'm even going to include... The, the, I generally like to cut in our video the, the credits bit, but it's, I think it's important because we've got Kim's voice over the top of the credits at the end. So, oh, um, yes. And I think kind of um, what I also say is that we, we do make videos of these and we put them up online for people to watch. 
if they are on there, great. If they get taken down, the full list of this will be on our website at theoznetwork.net. So, okay. Then fuck you, Warner Brothers, if they get taken down. <laughs> well, the first season one hasn't been taken down yet, so it's the only one of our three shows that we've been able to get away with. Yep. So, all right. Yep. So, knock 100%, on, we're only trying wood. to find four moments from here. So, okay. My seven here that I've got that I think should be in the fray, and by all means, if you guys have got some of your own that you've come up with or you agree, disagree with these, and we might have some matches here, we'll go over these. So, my other yep. ones that I've got here are the Doc and Morales breakup. Uh, obviously from Man Enough. Uh, just the, the closing moments when they, they break up and we get the ring on the table. Oh, things like gosh. that. Um, the Sully and Tatiana date, which I believe is from uh, Love, True Love, where they go out yes. and he plays a piano. Um, the fi- You know I'm going to put this in there and I, I really feel this needs to be in the top five. The final scene from After Hours. Just through the, the, when we get to see the full crash, right through to them responding, just through to the end bit where they're all standing on the beach. Just, you know, when we yeah. hear, um, just the music playing, and I've gone blank on the, the name of the song, damn. It's like such a, fucking love that song. Uh, give Gosh, me strength by over the Rhine. Give me strength by over the Rhine. Uh, just that entire sequence I feel needs to be in the question. Um, I've got, now this is kind of a, actually, I'll come back to that one because that's kind of a loose one there if we run out of what. Uh, obviously the funeral scene. Um, in a hero's rest, right at the end with the cops, just it's emotional. Kobe Bell. Oh, I mean, yes. we talked about Kobe Bell not really having to do much except for his episode. I mean, just him crying in that episode and just what he had to do that episode too. Like that's just an emotional scene. Um, I've got the the section in the um, Know Thyself when Yokus admits to Bosco that uh, she had an abortion. And uh, he's like, you lied to me. You lied to me. Like, just that scene there, I think, kind of is, is very memorable. Uh, the other two here that I kind of just tacked on, uh, just kind of a lighter one, Carlos in the self-importance of being Carlos in the water feeling scene <laughs> when he's helping everybody out. I don't know. There's just something about that. Out of all the scenes, I'm thinking, I'm like, yes. I've got to somehow put a self-importance of being Carlos scene in there. I feel that that might be the one that stands out the most. <laughs> Um, and the other one here, cause I just think it's, it's very powerful. It's a very short scene. And I, again, I don't necessarily think this 100% should be in there. It can, we can kind of debate this. It's the, the scene in, um, four days when Davis comes up into the firehouse and he has that, that argument with, with Doc. And Doc obviously drops the N word and kind of just, uh, it's just, it's powerful. It's so well acted and it's very powerful. So, like, again, that's just kind of one I just kind of tacked on there as a maybe. But they're, they're the ones I've put in there. I mean, I, I might be missing some. I don't know. Davo, do you have any that I kind of think that I haven't mentioned that we should be in the conversation here? Okay, the the fire... I love the fire scene in in Honor. You know, just that whole that whole half of that episode. Very, That would very be difficult because well. that's a very long scene. Like, that's 20 minutes well, worth of continuation. There. Well, yes. <laughs> well, yes, but still, you know, just the... And especially... Especially when, especially when Lombardo goes in after Jimmy, when he finds out, when he finds out, you know, that Jimmy's still in there, and you know, after everything that's happened between them, you know, he still wants to go in to try to save his best friend. Mm-hmm. Of course, he doesn't know that Jimmy is helping Nolan's out. Jimmy's outside. Lombardo's still in looking for him. Damn near dies as a result. You, you know, just that he was willing to, just that he, I mean, he could have said. Okay, there's a good chance you knocked my wife up. You just stay in there and burn alive. But no, he he puts that aside and goes in and goes in to try to find his best friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta give you you gotta you gotta give it that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one for me. Of course, you know, 
Doc and Morales, Doc and Morales break up, and that's still that I have no shame in saying that still brings a tear to my eye. Mm-hmm. And and it could and it, it was so it could have been avoided, you know, if Doc had <laughs> yes. if if Doc hadn't two hours Doc's down the road, problem, Doc. Yeah, and he he was just, and again, this is why I, spoiler alert, this is why I don't feel sorry for him when he finds out that she moved on, because, hey man, that could have been you, if you would, if you would not let your pride of being a man get in the way of the fact that your wife, or your, your fiancé, and maybe one day your wife was making more money than you on a job that she did just as well as you did yours, yeah, then... That could have been you, man. Yeah. Not to mention you would have had a lot more support to help you through all the stuff that's going to happen to you so in I the think, coming I that, seasons. I think that scene, we're kind of both... I mean, Brandy, would you... I mean, is that a, is that a triple agree that that should be in the top five? Yes, and then the one with uh, Umbrado, uh when he goes after Jimmy, I think that's a huge scene as well. Well, we'll come back to that one. I've got an argument against but, that one. Yeah, I've got an argument against that yeah. one. But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Darvel. I just wanted to quickly confirm Oh, that's that fine. We can all but kind of lock in Doc and Morales' breakup because I kind of felt that yeah. too was going to make the top five. I mean, I, I interrupt I interrupt you. I interrupt and cut you off enough in the podcast. <laughs> so, hey, about time I get a dose of my own medicine. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, Taylor's... I, I, like, I like Taylor's introduction and... Yeah, uh, I like that. I like Jimmy's I like Jimmy's reaction when he finds out that Taylor was in fact right about Danny. I think yeah, I mean um, I because again they're kind of two separate scenes, but like Taylor's intro could yeah. be a possibility because it's just it's kind of also funny, kind of like you know when Jimmy's got his pants down and kind of she walks up and yeah yeah yeah. Um, let me think of another one here. Um, oh man. The the funeral scene with the with the cops. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can definitely agree there. I'm, you I'm and pretty I sure. At least. Yeah, I, I was I was kind of saying like, I, and I was kind of again interrupt here, Brandy. I don't know if you sort of with that the the cop funeral. If you remember that scene, sort of just at the end of you know. I do the, remember. Yeah, I just kind of think how yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah. I think are we all locking that should be a, that should be the third one in there. We can put that one in. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Bobby struggling with um Dirty with. Kid. What? No. <laughs> Dirty kid in the top five. No, no, no. Bobby <laughs> struggling with the weight of what his what his math teacher asked him to to do. Um, because I mean, I will say that, and I've said this to you, Ben, but um, so this is mainly for Brandy's benefit. Y- yeah, Bobby was wrong to pocket the morphine right in front of Kim and all that, but I am. I'm not against. This could be considered. I think this could be classified as assisted suicide. Oh well, absolutely. Which is which is which is something I I am personally not against. Yeah, I I'm I'm not I'm against not. it. I can't. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No. No. I'm not against it either. So. I mean, because I. I mean, just just Bobby, you know, struggling with that. I mean, this is the this is the as he says, this is the teacher who helped put him on a better path and just the weight of him thinking you know no doubt he always wanted to repay her for what she did for him 
he probably just never imagined that it would be something like this, and now he's struggling with it. You know, can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it? Of course, in the end, he does it. But what I think would have made that scene even more powerful would have been if he had stayed with her after doing it mm. instead of just, you know, going in, giving her the injection, and then just walking out. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll, so I, go, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. No, I was going to say, I'm not against it. I actually um, I'm for it. I mean, if you see someone you love struggling and if there's something you can do, I mean, as painful as it is, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it was a powerful episode alone for that that part right there. But, so with so with those, so do you have any other ones to add there at all, Darvell? Should I go here to Brandy just kind of discuss? Um, let me think here. Carlos, of course, trying to figure out what trying to figure out what what it means to be compassionate and caring and all that in self importance of being Carlos. Mm-hmm. Four days just for the fact the mm-hmm. the whole ep the whole four days episode just for the fact that and I said this when we covered it, Ben, that episode could air today and yeah. it would be just as relevant, if not more so. Exactly. Um, um so well, what I say, like I mean Brandy, do you have any specific scenes that you remember as well, just sort of outside the ones that we've already mentioned here? To be honest, no. No. I mean, I, I'm sure it, come, it would come to me. Like, if it was there, well, I think come to me. We've My locked. Just gone to. <laughs> well, we've locked three in, so we're we're only kind of searching for two here. So I kind of like, like just quickly. I mean, none of what you're saying, Davell, I disagree with. I just feel that kind of the Bobby stuff is difficult to kind of include as one scene, just because. I mean, I you know, I'm personally against that storyline. I'm not talking about in terms of being against or whatever the the, the act itself. That's a whole other debate. And I, one of my issues with that episode was that kind of like Bobby left not wanting to do it. The next day he's wanting to do it, and it's never kind of fully explained what made change his mind. So kind yeah, of like, that's true. To me, there's just an issue around that. That kind of you know, and like even just thinking of the solo scenes itself. I mean, what one scene out of that would you take? I mean, even when he just walks in, does the drugs and leaves, like, even that's really... Like, I agree with you, he should have stayed. Like, that would have been a lot more emotionally effective. So, I kind of think you should or... put something in with that just because of that. And, like, my thing with the fire one is, again, I don't disagree with everything, anything you say. I just kind of think that with what kind of you're adding and everything, that's just the whole episode itself. Like, there's not one scene. We're, we're talking about one scene here. And the only scenes out of that that I could picture that could kind of be an argument is maybe when they've kind of all resigned, they've given up, and then we see that fire hat kind of being pushed out and he's taken out, or the final scene when he's all like, get me a priest, I want to marry him. But, like, I I kind of... I just don't feel that either of those two scenes are top five worthy. The top ten, top fifteen worthy, but maybe not top five worthy. I do have a scene, though. I mean, I don't know if it is, but I know uh, when Faith... I think it's the last episode, right, with Faith... When she goes gets her picture taken, oh, no, that's exposing, exposing faith. faith. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. We, I know, we said like, that, didn't we, Darbell? We said that should be in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, I agree with you. I love yeah, I that scene, but forgot about that. One. I think that was very powerful. I mean, just, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that should be. Agree, I completely agree. But again, I just, I feel that that's maybe top ten. I just. I just quickly jump in here. I just say the ones that I think sh- these are my arguments, and again, we can. This is what we're here to debate for. I'm not here to say that this is going to be the final two. I feel Sal- Sully and Tatiana's date should be there. I just feel there's just something about that scene that's obviously going to set us up. This is a scene to me where they fall in love. And this is a scene which obviously is so important for Sully's character moving forward. Because for half of Third Watch, it's Sully and Tatiana. 
and she's maybe one of the biggest side characters in this entire show. And it's just there's just something so iconic about that little scene between these two that you really connect with. Um, so I, I I would argue that, and then to me it would come down between the final two. Yeah, I'm attached to the after hours final scene. I kind of think it's a nice little scene, but I might even put above it just the the whole you lied to me scene, just with Bosco, just with Yokus, and just how that's kind of emotional and kind of how she. Play. I would put that ahead of the Yokus in the photography studio scene personally, just because I think in terms of character development for these two, it's just kind of it's just both of these are character ones that kind of move forward more. Um, and it's, it's weird. Cause like you mentioned, obviously the self, and we want a funny one in there for sure. A Carlos yes. one with the, the water feeling, but I don't know. I just, in terms of powerfulness, in terms of what you would like, cause also the way I look at this too, is that each of these final fives at the end of the season ultimately become one of 30 finalists that we will look at at the end of sixth season to what are the overall five moments of this show. Um, and I just kind of think on the grand scheme of iconic nature of these scenes that, you know, I mean, that's just my that's my two cents. That's my my point out there. I mean, if you two kind of have any defenses for those other ones that you've thrown out there that you want to kind of put out, and we can put it to a vote. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both both Brandy and I are our wheels are turning. Our wheels are just turning. <laughs> well, no, I just think I haven't been part of the season, so I mean, I don't remember much scenes. I mean, I don't really care for the. Bosco and the Faith one when you lied to me. I mean, I loved it, but I don't know if it, I don't think it's powerful. But that's I'm not going to debate it either because again, I haven't really seen the whole season, so I don't know what other scenes are out there really. So, Darrell, and the I mean, I still stick to the I still say that I do like the uh, the Bobby one, although I do agree that you know him and I had forgotten about this point. You know, doesn't want to do it one day wakes up next day, decides he's going to do it. And I think we, we talked about this in that in that episode, actually, several weeks back, where, you know, he had been having dreams and all that. And and I and I theorized that maybe he had a dream that night of not going through with it and then watching, and then, watching her, then watching her literally drowning in her own fluids mm. and all that. Maybe well, he had a dream about that. Well, it would have been nice to... Sorry, finish but, the sentence. I mean, maybe if it had shown that, perhaps well, it would have been more. Well, that's that's my issue but... too with that too. Is that that was so random? The Bobby having dreams never explained, and that's yeah. my thing. Like, and that's yeah. where, like, again, my argument. I mean, against I still it, defend it though. Oh, absolutely, cause... and I, like, but, but again, I just I, I completely agree that you know that and everything is. I'm not taking away from the nature of it, but it's just. Is that really one of the fi- the best thirty scenes in all of Third Watch? And what scene out of those episodes? There's not one scene out of that entire storyline. The storyline in general, maybe, but like in terms of the the actual scene, there's not one scene out of all of that episode that stands out of them all. If you know what I mean? Oh, we're, I gotcha. we're talking scenes here. I'm not talking about storylines. I'm talking about one scene. Okay. I need to start remembering that word. I need to start remembering <laughs> that. Scenes, Darvell, not storylines going forward. Yeah. <laughs> hey, li- hey, live and learn, right? Live and learn. <laughs> so, okay. So, Sully, Tatiana's date. Are we, can we, uh, thoughts on that? I agree. We, oh, yes. Agree? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. All right. So, we'll it's put like, that in there. It's like, watching t- it's like watching two high school kids, <laughs> in a way. All right. So, I guess, so in terms of our final ones here that we kind of go, so we'll, we'll just... I think kind of maybe that the ones here that we're kind of going over that I would say possibly... Okay, so I'm going to get rid of that one. So, okay. 
We've got the You Lied to Me section from Bosco. We've got the After Hours final scene. We've got Carlos, What a Feeling. And we've got Taylor's introduction. And we're cutting one of those out? Uh, we, we need one of these. One of these will make our five. That's our four. Oh, okay. We've got to choose from one of these. So, okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, look, Taylor's intro is great. I'm just going to put this in. I'm not saying it's great. But out of these four, I would say that's the weakest out of these four. That's my personal opinion. But, again... I'm outnumbered here if you two decide I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the you the you lied to me scene. I actually didn't watch that episode, so I mean I don't really remember the con. I just I just I don't remember the con. I'll have a defense for that if that kind of comes up because I just I feel and sorry, Brandy, I I disagree with what you said about the effectiveness of that scene. I just I think that that is so powerful. Because it's just, we kind of just have this back and forth between these two that legitimately has Bosco stop in the middle of traffic because he's so shocked that his partner lied to him. And then just the, the emotional reaction of Yokus when, like, like when we talked about in that episode about how she didn't really react when Fred was angry at him, but when Bosco was angry at her, that made her cry. So, like, well, that yeah, was no, like, bam. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm not saying it's not powerful. I just didn't know if it was, like, top five powerful. But it is a powerful scene. And, like, if... And, again, I reason I say I don't know if it's top five is because I haven't seen the whole season. But, yeah. I mean, if we're looking down at the six episodes I have seen, it is a powerful scene. I just think... I think five. I, I, I also, and in the grand scheme of things, when we get a lot of Bosco-Yokus conflict moving forward in, like, season four, season five, season six... I think that this is something that is kind of maybe the first stepping stone towards what we're going to get. Because all the bosco Yokus kind of fights we've had are kind of a bit light-hearted, big back and forth. Yeah, we had a bit of the Caesar stuff in Season 1, but it's kind of swept under the rug pretty quickly. Um, you know, you know that was about me out there, wasn't it? You know, kind of things like that. Um, but, like, it's kind of this is one that I feel sticks. This is one that actually oh, yes. sticks. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, this is... And this is important because... This is maybe the most important pairing in this entire six-season run of this show. So, like, that's my heavy-weighted argument for why I feel this is so important as a scene. And that that would be me. There you go. I mean... Yeah. I, <laughs> am I selling yeah. it, or...? <laughs> no, no, again, like, I just don't have much to say, because, like, again, I... I just powerful so i can't argue against it all right so but, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I, can't argue, I can't argue for it either because i sure. haven't seen the whole season okay well i'm gonna That's I'm my gonna point. jump in okay i'm gonna cross out taylor's intro because I, I kind of think none of us are really defending that as much as we like it there so um look carlos what a feeling it's fun it's funny it's it's a light-hearted scene, but in terms of iconic name, that's maybe number six or number seven. So I'm just going to kind of say that. So, like, I think it really comes down to you lied to me or the After Hours final scene. And again, as after much as... After Hours. I, you're going for After Hours? I was going to say that as much as I love that scene and I love that episode, again, top 30 moments of this show, I feel that you lied to me is better and more powerful. That's just me. I'm defending this scene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of this. I'm out of it because again, I can't argue for it. and I can't go against it. So it's between you two. Put this one. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We're going to be going back and forth for the next hour. <laughs> look, look, Davil. I'm the first to defend After Hours because that's my favorite episode of all time of Third Watch. I think it's the best overall episode of Third Watch in the history of it. And like that's maybe number six or number seven tied up there with uh, with what a feeling. I just, I just again, I've got to kind of weight this again. The fact that if we're looking at thirty moments across six seasons. Like, you lied to me, Bosco. Like, that bit that, to me, is more iconic and more powerful (laughs) than the After Hours final scene. And I love the After Hours final scene. You know I do. (laughs) 
goodness. Do I have to make an executive decision here? <laughs> I, I think you're already have your mind made up anyway. I do, yeah, but I, mean, I, I do, I do. But at the end of the day, <laughs> I think like, no matter what you say, that no, 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 no. But this five. is the problem. This so. is the thing. I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here by saying this. But, like, yeah, I can make that call. But, like, legitimately, you two right now can go, Ben, you're wrong after hours final scene. I'm outvoted. So I have to go with the democracy. So this is where I just gave you an idea in your head. That you might be a dick to me and use it against me. So. <laughs> no, no, no. I like the after hours scene. I mean, again, I. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go cook. Just kidding. No. No. Oh, Brandy, don't ditch us now. You're going to miss all the fun. I know. Right? All right, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the devil. I'm gonna like, give you a five second warning here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna close this out. What is our decision here, guys? What, what are you two doing here? What, what is? Uh, you know, I'm defending. You lied to me. If we don't get a unanimous here, I, I'm, I'm putting you lied to me in the five. You lied to me. Let's go. All right. Okay. <laughs> Done. All right. Now that's the easy part. We're just gonna put these well, in order easy. now. <laughs> okay. Okay, so number one, Bobby's death, 100%. Bobby's you know death, we can one. agree there. Okay, number two, this is my suggestion, Doc and Morales break up. Yes. Brandy, do you think that's the second best out of oh. these five? Do you want me to go over the five go again? Or? No? Go over the five again, yeah. Okay, so just to confirm the five. So Bobby's death, uh, we've got Doc and Morales break up, Sully and Tatiana's date, the funeral scene uh, from Hero's Rest, and You Lied to Me, the, the Bosco scene from uh, Know Thyself. You know, you know. Actually, oh well. Sorry, I know you were talking to Brandy. Go ahead, Brandy. No, go for it. No, because I'm still thinking yeah. about what you're you know. Yeah, actually, now that you now that you mentioned that, I would. I think I would actually put the funeral scene at number three. So what? So uh, hang on. Before we get to number three, number two, are we locking that in? Is Doc and Morales' breakup? That's what we're at first here. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So one. okay. No. 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 Right. No. I agree with you, Darvell. I was going to put that as number three. Uh, I think that that, in terms of powerfulness and just, you know, yeah, I agree. I, Brandy, I mean, funeral scene, you're happy this with that? This is so easy. Three? Yeah, yep. I'm gr- I agree. See how easy this is now? Okay. <laughs> I'm going I'm gonna to say uh, you lied to me at number four. I'm going to put that ahead of Sally and Tatiana's date. I know that was more unanimous, but in terms of the powerful first time, let me start defending this again. Uh, no, 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 it's four. It's four because it is powerful. I do not, I'm not denying it's powerful. It's powerful and it's okay, more well, powerful than that. That was, that was very easy. All right, so, so we'll clarify this again yeah. just to go over our final five in order, our top five moments of season two of Third Watch. Uh, so our fifth moment, uh, is Sully and Tatiana's first date. That is in the episode, mm-hmm. 12th episode, True Love. Uh, number four is the scene where Yokus admits to Bosco that she had a miscarriage, uh, uh, an abortion, sorry, instead of a miscarriage. And just the emotional response there by Bosco. That was in episode seven, After Hours, uh, followed then No, by, it was in Know Thyself. Uh, you're correct. I, uh, you're 100% correct. I just misread that. Sorry. Um, then we have the funeral scene of the cops. Uh, that is, of course, from episode 11, A Hero's Rest. Uh, number two is Doc and Morales, A Breakup. Uh, that is, of course, in episode 20, Man Enough. And the number one scene, I've written here Bobby's death. It's actually Bobby gets shot. Bobby technically doesn't die until unfinished business. But uh, number one is, of course, Bobby's death uh, in Requiem from a Bandway. Shot. I just, just did it again. Gets shot at the end of Requiem from a Bandway. Now, one thing I'll just quickly add, because a lot of people might be arguing right now, oh, you didn't include the closing scene of unfinished business with the, you know, Enya. But the reason I wouldn't put that in the argument is I kind of feel we've covered our ground there with Bobby getting shot. And it's good, yeah. but it's still kind of like, yeah. I think kind of that's, why. that's like top 15, top 20, but yeah, anyway. So there we go. Locked and loaded. <laughs> Boom, baby. Um, so we'll yep. put that in a video. We got it. Put that in a video together and instead if it gets taken down, you can find our top five on our 
uh, website, theoznetwork.net. So, uh, briefly, before we close this off, we touched on this slightly at the end of uh, and Zeus Wept episode. Just moving forward to Season 3, rather than kind of looking, obviously, we, we Darvell and I touched on in their own words in that episode. This is more just a generic Season 3 outlook. Um, I mean, look, I, I don't dislike season three. I've always said season three and four kind of gel in together to me. Um, three is the September 11th season, four is the cruise season, as in the cruise comes into it. So it's kind of, a lot of these episodes gel in. So this is kind of the seasons where I'm like, oh, is that the season three or season four episode? So I'm, I'm always kind of a little bit higgledy piggledy with those. But look, I, I don't dislike season. I enjoy season three. Season three is a transitional season to me. It's kind of, this is a perfect middle season in the fact that we still get a lot of elements from the first two seasons, but we're also going to find ourselves moving in towards a new show that we're going to get later on in five and six. And there's one episode in this season in particular, which I've pointed out, which I feel really is kind of like an absolute transition point for this show moving forward into what we're about to get used to. So, obviously, it's completely dominated by 9-11. We're going to talk a lot about that in the first sort of half of this season, and we're going to have a lot of theories about what storylines could have been in place here because clearly at what point we are right now in Third Watch and Zeus wept, 9-11 hadn't happened yet, so this is kind of something that they obviously had to come up with very much quickly in terms of the premiere date and everything to change around it. So, uh, a lot to talk about there. We've got some great stuff moving forward, though, with Tatiana and Sally's storyline. There's a lot of more weightiness coming into it with the Tatiana subplots. Uh, you know, we get some Carlos and Davis brilliant stuff, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm pretty sure this is the season where uh, Taylor and Carlos get together, or is that four? You mean Taylor and Davis. That too. Taylor um, and Carlos never got together. <laughs> and yes, and yes, that is season three. Um yeah, obviously we've got a bit of Kim and Jimmy stuff in terms of, uh, you know, some custody arrangements. Uh, we've got uh, Kim, obviously, you know, dealing with stuff. Uh, Bosco's got some pretty heavy stuff. We've got Faith's uh, medical conditions. Uh, Doc, I mean, this is kind of the... Jerry comes back for a little bit. He has a bit of an incident this season. Kind of the, the downward spiral of Doc continues on in uh, Season 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and am I missing... Who have I missed there? Uh, Davis, I sort of touched on him a little bit. It's a good Davis and Sully stuff in Season 3. Kind of, some, It really explores the new side of their... Um, their friendship as well, relationship, which is great. Um, and Carlos, you know, kind of has his stuff as well. Is this baby Carlos season or is that four? That's three. Okay, all right. So <laughs> trying to say it without spoiling it too much. But anyway, I mean, general thoughts, Brandy, I'll start with you. Uh, general thoughts on season three from what you can remember and what you know of season three? Ooh, that's... I don't remember much, to be honest. Those are... These later seasons, as much as I love, like, Sergeant Cruz and Monroe, I don't remember, like, episode for episode, unfortunately, because I only seen, like, these seasons, like, once, and then, like, I'll watch, like, repeated episodes, you know, like, I would pick and choose, so I don't remember too much, and they kind of, like you said, it gelled together, mm-hmm. that's why I'm, I'm, I'm excited, though, I'm excited yeah. to see what's going on. Davel? Yep, and, and I've said this, I've said this to you off air, Ben, as well, but season three is actually my favorite season be- simply because of the 911 element i love how they i love how they handle it yeah i agree and that alone that alone gives it 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 is definitely my favorite season of it now would it have been my favorite season had 911 not been had 911 not happened you know i honestly don't know we will never know sadly cuz we don't know exactly no. this is again until we get john wells at the show to kind of know but yeah i agree i mean this is obviously we're going to Kind of moving forward here, the first real portion of this is sort of very 9-11 heavy, and 
Um, I agree. I, I love the way they handle 9-11. And I think Watch doesn't get enough. Again, we constantly say it doesn't get enough props. But I definitely feel it does not get enough props to the way they handle this 9-11 stuff. So that's going to be a large portion of the first part. And, and we're hoping, obviously, for the first couple episodes that Brandy, all three of us are going to be on those uh, first couple episodes because we start off within their own words. The most unique individual episode of Third Watch you will get for a variety yes. of reasons. And the most award-heavy uh, episode in terms of the, the plaudits it did receive. But, um, yeah, I'm looking and, forward to covering it. Yes, Davil? Yeah, and, and actually, also on the 9-11 note... Um, in addition to there being uh, one season, I mean one scene from the season four finale that I always show people, and you'll know what it is, listeners, when we actually get to that particular episode to try to get to try to get people into the show. Another thing I always mention is how they handled 9/11. That's another thing that I try to sell them on, mm-hmm. you know, when telling my friends about the show, and never fails between those two things me showing them this infamous scene from the season 4 finale and talking about 9/11 they it, i have yet to hear someone say okay i don't want to check this out a lot of people have told people have told me hey that sounds like a good show i might have to check it out mm. Exactly, exactly. But lots of stuff to talk through that. And as always, we love your feedback. Uh, our five moments here, you agree, disagree, let us know. Um, make sure you, you let us know your favorite episodes, your least favorite episodes of season two. Do you agree with our ratings? Do you agree that, uh, you know, Brandy and I both put season two at number one and Darvel put it at number two? I mean, do you agree with that? Fits in. And uh, any thoughts moving ahead, of course, to season three? Uh, the Oz Network at hotmail.com. Of course, you can find us on Facebook. Like us while you're there. Twitter as well. Instagram, YouTube. And whilst you're there, of course, remember uh, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, subscribe, and uh, you can get in touch and get happy and everything else in between. Then it's been a lot of fun. Great to have these two on the one episode together. I'll close it out by saying, my name is Ben, and you lied to me. Hello, my name is Brandon. I'm excited to get started on season three. And can we all agree that I'm the most awesome on here? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are pretty. Aw- you are pretty awesome, Brandy. Um, You're the best looking. Thank. Oh, well, oh. thank. We're all good looking. We got this. Here. You haven't even. I don't think you've even seen a picture of me, Brandy. But... I have. The first time you. The first time I talked to you, I'm. I'll, look, as soon as I talk to somebody online, I'm like, let me see if they have a Facebook, and I always do. I have <laughs> okay, <laughs> but anyway, um, my name's my name's Darvell, and we're talking bullet hole here, guys, or whatever that was that Jimmy said in the firehouse when he came back. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, wait! Are uh, you redneck hillbilly? You know, rock's only allowed on Tuesdays. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.